Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride so we have been talking about healthy and unhealthy faith. And the last episode, we discussed fear tactics that are often used when it comes to unhealthy faith. Um, we missed a week. I missed y'all last week. I had to get a tooth extracted and then ended up with dry socket, y'all. It was the most painful thing that you ever want to feel like literally I was in so much pain, like the type of pain you can't even cry about it. You just sit there in disbelief. But I am much better healing. I may sound a little bit stiff as we talk today, but way better than I was last week. So all of you that were praying for me, I so appreciate it. I needed it terribly, like literally I just needed all the prayers I could get. And so thank you so much for all of your prayers. We're going to keep digging into this. There is a word, well, a phrase that just kept coming up to me in the past couple of days. And that phrase is spiritual poverty, right? Spiritual poverty. That has been real. Like when I thought of, of that word, it just kind of like, it sat with me real heavy and I started to think about some of my own experiences, some of the experiences of people that I have um, just talked with in their different um, experiences of being in uh, spaces that have not generated healthy faith practices for them. And so I just want to discuss that a little bit with you. I want to give you a couple of signs, signifiers of what um, it looks like to have spiritual poverty when you are in a place of spiritual poverty. So let's think about poverty. What does poverty look like? Just poverty on its own, right? It looks like chaos at times. It looks like, you know, back in the day I used to live um, like in in Rochester, New York, in the deep ghetto, like literally where we had um, our street names were just A, B, C, D, E, like <laughs> like literally Avenue A, Avenue B, Avenue C, like that was the street names. Like it was real deep, deep ghetto, right? And in that space, when people would walk down the street and um, eat a bag of chips or drink a can of soda, we didn't think about going and taking that and putting it in trash cans the way we do down here in South Florida. No, like the street is the trash and you just put stuff out. And so it just looked like chaos, you know? And in those places of deep poverty, it, it can be very chaotic. So one of the first signifiers of living in spiritual poverty or having spiritual poverty is chaos of the soul. When your soul is just in chaos, you are having a hard time um, calming down. There is extreme anxiety. There is um, at times just an inability to make good decisions. A chaotic soul it, it robs you of the ability to, to think straight, 
to decide on what is right and wrong for you. And so when, when we're dealing with um, a chaotic soul, that is one of, one of the main signifiers of spiritual poverty. It's, it's bereft. Like spiritual poverty means that we do not have what we need. And living in those spaces, I saw so many people that just did not have what they needed. Our next door neighbors were like, <laughs> you know, they, they went through bouts of literally just not having the things that they need. And then there were some days where we, we would be without a phone for like... <laughs> a long time because that phone bill didn't get paid and the only way that you could make a phone call is if someone calls you first and you hang up first like it was a whole you know telephone with instructions when they cut your house phone off and we didn't have cell phones back at that time but poverty looks like not having what you need and so when we talk about spiritual poverty yes there is chaos there but then along with that chaos you just don't have the stuff you need to make the decisions. You don't have the stuff you need to help that chaos uh, just kind of come into a place of peace. One of the things that I would always teach my children when my, my older two girls, when, when they were much younger, and I'm teaching my, um, my, my 12-year-old, she's about to be 13 this Friday. I'm so excited for her. So shout out to Nia. Happy birthday, Nia. Um, but yeah, one of the things that I teach them is what are you putting in your spirit that is filling you up? We listen to a lot of music now. Me and my my girls and my son, we are music connoisseurs. We love like some good music, right? But then there are times where I will say to them, what type of songs can you put into your spirit that actually feeds your purpose, that feeds your destiny? That once you listen to it, it has it has filled your soul up so much that you feel like you can go out and do something and be a benefit to the world around you, right? So there's some good music that, you know, it's just some good feeling. It's party music. It's stuff that we can, you know, have a good time to. But then there are some creatives that create music that literally fills your soul. And then when you get an artist that has a soul that is filled up, their spirit is filled up, and then their music is filled up. Like, when you get a hold of stuff like that, it starts to fill your spirit. I spend a lot of time looking into different types of music just to find things that help me get filled up during the week. Things that can help me change my frequency so that I can do things on another level, life on another level. I am always pushing to move forward. Why? Because I don't ever, I know what it feels like to have a spirit that is just void of stuff, right? So having spiritual poverty looks like you are void of something. You are, you are on empty. You can pretend that your car is going to keep going, <laughs> On E, after you have run out all the guys, you can pretend all you want to. You, As a matter of fact, you can pray all you want to that that car will keep going. 
But if you don't fill it back up with gas, your car is not going anywhere. And your spirit is the same. Your creativity levels, they start to go down. That's, a, that's the next signifier. So we talked about the chaos. We talked about uh, the spaces where it's just void. We don't have what we need to deal with the chaos or to think straight, right? We, we're bereft. We're empty. And then the next signifier is just that. <laughs> you, you literally are on E. You just can't go anywhere. You cannot create. Your creativity levels start to go down. That's another signifier of spiritual poverty. When my creativity starts to go, I know, you know what? I need some rest. I need some quiet time. And not just like Netflix and chill time. I'm talking like quiet time where I can fill my spirit again. Sometimes I might put that music in my ear, some some music that fills me in my ear sometimes. I just need some prayer time. I just get in the in the shower and just spend some time praying because it is a horrible feeling to have a like a a, a spirit that is is just it just doesn't have what it needs. Oh, that feeling it is so uncomfortable. No matter how much you sleep, you're just, you just can't rest enough. That's another signifier. So your creativity is gone. And then the next thing is, no matter how much you sleep, you cannot get enough sleep to receive the rest that you need. So you just keep sleeping, you just keep, and oh my goodness, I have tossed and turned so many times trying to, maybe I just need to go take a nap. I go take a nap and wake up and still, that spiritual poverty is still there because I'm on E, and so it doesn't matter how much I sleep, I'm still not at rest, right? And I love to use this acronym for the word rest because normally when I'm talking to clients, I say, hey, how, tell me, how much rest are you getting? And the first thing they say is, you know, I, I sleep, I get my sleep, I get about seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And I'm like, well, that's really good for you. But when I say rest, I'm not talking about how many hours you sleep because you can sleep all you want to, but that doesn't mean that you are getting rest. And so one of the acronyms I use with my clients for rest is R, restoring, E, everything, S, spent, T, today. Restoring everything spent today. And that is a daily, taking a daily inventory of what was spent. Now we do it with our bank accounts. We look at our bank accounts and we go, okay, yeah, I made sure that I paid. At least I hope we're doing this with our bank accounts as leading ladies, as queens. I hope we're doing this with our bank accounts, right? But we look and we go, yeah, I paid. I paid the light bill. I made sure that the water bill was paid. Okay. Yes. Our Wi-Fi has been paid. Uh, the mortgage has been paid. And we're looking at the things that we have spent in the day. Then I got this much left so that I can go and make sure that we get groceries and I have this much left so that I can invest in this or that. And so we look at what we are spending in our bank accounts, but are we looking at what we have spent in the day? Every word that comes out of your mouth is a bit 
of your virtue that you are giving out. So every time you speak, every time you talk, every word that you release is your virtue that you're giving. Every conversation you are investing into other people, every time your speech leaves your mouth, your voice gets behind words and comes out of your mouth, you are spending virtue right? And not only are you spending virtue from your heart, because guess what? Out of your heart, out of your spirit, your mouth speaks. So whatever your mouth is speaking, whatever your mouth is saying, that stuff is coming out. It's coming out of your heart. So you are spending virtue every single day. And so every day you need to take inventory of the virtue that you have spent and you need to R-E-S-T, restore everything spent today. Think about it. Think about those days when you got into an argument with someone and the argument, it, it was just your heart was spilling out and their heart was saying things to you. And then not long after that, you caught the flu or you just didn't feel good or you got a headache or you just felt a little nauseated and you just need to go and take a rest. You know why? Because you have spent, you have overspent your virtue, (laughs) right? And so you need to think about the virtue that you are spending in the day and you need to restore that. How do I restore my virtue? I need to listen to someone who has virtue coming out of their mouth, power-packed virtue, people of substance, listening to songs with people who have substance behind what they are saying, right? So you can listen to your favorite song, but if the person who is singing your favorite song doesn't have substance, you are not restoring everything spent today. So all of the virtue that you have given out and the words that you've spoken and the conversations that you've had and the movement that you do, right? The rhythm of your life, you have to restore those things. If you're not getting those things put back into you by someone speaking virtue into you, by you speaking virtue into yourself, by you listening to people of substance that are putting virtue back into you. Maybe they're singing it. Maybe it's just, you know, um, an instrumental. And the person who is, you know, creating the music, they're a person of substance. Unless you do that, you're going to be spent. You are going to be on E. And living on E, it doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter how much sleep you get. You still are not rested. Because you've got to restore your virtue. Sometimes it takes time looking for the right musicians, looking for the right singers, right? Because you have people who can sing amazingly, but no substance behind what they're saying. Yeah? Yeah. So let's keep going. Another signifier, right? And these signifiers, it seems like we're going like step by step because another signifier is anxiety, when you're really, really anxious, right? Extreme anxiety, which is um, fraternal twins with depression. They look different, but at the core, 
they like literally walk hand in hand. Anxiety and depression. Poverty of soul leads to, or poverty of spirit of soul leads to anxiety and depression as well. And so you don't know why. Why am I so anxious sometimes? Because because I, I, I'm not restful. I can't get rest. I, no matter what I do, I can't rest. It doesn't matter how many hours I sleep. I'm still tired. I'm still irritable. And I was just listening to someone the other day talking about how I think it was um, – I think it was, I think her name is Dr. Tama or Coach Tama. And um, she was just kind of talking. I was looking at a TikTok of hers and she was talking about how depression often in many women looks like irritability. We're irritable. We just like are extremely irritable. And so our anxiety and our depression and our um, uncared for feelings, right? When our feelings are not cared for, when we are not tending to our own feelings and making sure that we're dealing with what we feel, guess what? It leads to anxiety. It leads to depression. It leads to irritability, anger. Can't get along with anybody. Why? Because I, my, my, my spirit is, is empty. I'm on E. And no matter how much effort I put into trying to um, work, you know, no matter how much effort I put into trying to create, trying to produce, I can't produce a thing. Why? Because my spirit, my, my mindset is chaotic. It's void. I, I'm void of something. I'm not filled. I am on empty. I cannot rest. I am anxious. I'm depressed. Sounds like I'm making up a poem here, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm irritable. I just cannot, for the life of me, get a hold of life and make life happen on my terms, I just can't do it. And I don't know what to do about it. And every time I start to look for some type of out, right? I, I get some type of out. I go out with my friends and I feel like, you know, <laughs> this is going to make me happy. I'm going to be excited. And I'm only talking from experience. I'm going to go out with my friends. My friends are going to fill me up. Absolutely not. And when my mom was still living, bless my mom. <laughs> so my mom, she passed away a couple of years ago. But when my mom was still here on the planet, I would talk to my mom all day, every single day. But even with all of the heart that my mom had for me and you know, the way that she would go to bat for me and the way that she loved me. Not even my mom could feel my spirit. There were things that I had to decide to do on my own, you know, calling this person, calling that person, talking to this person, talking to that person, situations, circumstances, things going on and on and on. But if your spirit 
is on E. It doesn't matter how much you, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you talk to. If your spirit is on E and you don't tend to that, then it's going to be so hard. These things are hard. Depression is hard. Anxiety. Listen, I could tell you so much about anxiety. I could I, I could tell you so much about um, just feeling depressed, you know, and my depression back in the day that when I would feel depressed, when I would be experiencing depression, it would look more like teetering between anxiety and depression. So because I feel depressed, I'm up, I'm getting up. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta clean. And so then the, I would be overtired. So I'm anxious now. And then I'm, I get in the bed and I don't want to get out and I'm, I just don't want to do anything. But I have to, so I get up and I have to cook and I'm trying to cook for the kids and I'm burning stuff and I'm, and it's just not happening. My creativity on the stove and I take a lot of pride in my food, (laughs) y'all. But my creativity on the stove, it can't even flow when I am spent. Some of you know exactly what I'm saying. You're experiencing this right now as we speak. Some of you have had this happen to you in the past and you're doing everything that you can to not allow it to happen again in the future. And kudos to you, but everybody at some point in your life, you're going to experience spiritual poverty. (sighs) Finally, I want to share a little bit about my experience as a pastor. I was in a spiritual community where spiritual poverty for me was, it was regular. I literally lived many years in spiritual poverty where I was pouring out on a regular basis, pouring out of my heart on a regular basis, but not getting it back. I had a lot of people that were around me, surrounding me, that were with me when I was there at church. But apart, I didn't have people that I could actually do everyday life with so we were church buddies and I'm your armor bearer and I'm here for you and all that goodness but then when I would go home I was alone I was I was I was extremely alone and I suffered spiritual poverty for the longest but I knew every week and pretty much every day because I was there every single day running a school you know, running the church, doing everything that I could, like literally throwing my life at ministry, trying to fulfill purpose. And my spirit was so broken and so empty. It was so empty until I got to the point where now when I look back, I know I was about to have a nervous breakdown. (laughs) I was really about to have a nervous breakdown. I had Many days of getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning, hyperventilating, having to walk the streets with with my pit bull (laughs) just to calm myself down. And it was not easy. It was a very hard space to be in. But let me tell you, that Sunday morning I would get up, get that microphone in my hand and pour, 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 pour. Nobody to do life with. Nobody to (laughs) pour back into me until I had to make a decision like, hey, you know what? 
although I love you all, I love this space, um, I'm, I'm your pastor in this space, I was, I was in a space where I had to retire from pastoring so that I could take control of what was going on in my soul. And I knew that if I stayed in that position, I was going to continue to be drained. I went to the doctor. I had high blood pressure. And the doctor said something to me. He said, well, the only way that you can get your blood pressure down is if you change your lifestyle. And we know that as a pastor, because he was also my father's doctor, so he knew (laughs) that my dad had high blood pressure. My dad was a pastor, and here I am working with my dad. Of course, your lifestyle is not going to change, he said. So the only way we're going to get your blood pressure down is if we give you meds and you're going to have to be on these meds um, for the rest of your life. And man, that hit me hard because he just knew that my lifestyle wasn't going to change. And I knew that if I didn't do something drastic, then I would have to take blood pressure meds for the rest of my life. And I didn't want to do that. I'm not about that life. Like I'm going to try to do everything in my power to make sure that I'm healthy, right? (laughs) Although I had not been doing it up until that point, I had to become my own champion. I realized nobody's coming to rescue me. You know, although we want somebody to, (laughs) nobody's coming to rescue you. You are going to have to do this for yourself. Sometimes if People won't make time for you. You got to take time for yourself. And when I say take time, I'm talking about aggressively taking time to care for your own heart. And in this case, it was my it was my spirit and it was also my natural heart. Do I want to have a stroke someday because I'm this amazing pastor, but I won't change my lifestyle enough (laughs) to keep myself healthy. I'm an amazing pastor, but I'm on the verge of a psychotic breakdown because I won't take out the time to care for what's going on in my emotions. I'm an amazing pastor, but listen, I'm like, I'm about some other life because I need to live a double life because I cannot stand the life that I'm in. Oh, My God, that is so many people's stories. And so if you have been dealing with spiritual poverty, I want you to stop. (laughs) I want you to stop. I want you to pay attention to what your heart is saying. I'm empty. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm not doing so well right now. I, I, I can't create at this point. You may be a writer and you have writer's block. Writer's block right there, that is a signifier (laughs) of your spirit being on E. And again, I want you to know we all come to these places. We just do. We just come to this place where we get empty, but you don't want that to be perpetuated in your life. Don't allow it to continue for years and years like I did before I decided to do something, right? A weak stomach. (laughs) Your stomach is always not okay, right? 
Ooh, that's another signifier. And I could go on and on and on with these signifiers. But listen, I want you to stop. And I want you to put in a new routine of self-care. Self-care includes coaching. Sometimes it includes calling a professional and saying, yo, like I need some help here. I need you to help me stop. And that's something that I had to do. That's why I believe in coaching so much down to the core of my my being. I believe in coaching. You know why? Because coaching saved my life. I want you to stop. I want you to realize where you are. Pay attention to that. Get some help. It's time to get some help. If you need help in this area, I would love to be on your healing journey with you. Go to iqueenup.com and press on work with LaShawn. Get on my calendar and let's start to strategically set in place some things to help you build your spirit back up. There is no reason for you to be suffering alone, on your own, with spiritual poverty. You can be built back up. You can change your trajectory and start going in a completely different direction. You can do that today. Again, go to iqueenup.com, book a session with LaShawn, and let's talk together. I want to see you free, queen. I want to see you better. I want to see you fulfilling purpose and not killing yourself to do it. You were born to have and enjoy life in an amazing, amazing way. And you deserve it. I cannot wait until we talk again on next week's episode. It is going to be absolutely amazing. I have the amazing Casey Bass coming on with me. You guys are going to absolutely love her. Your mind is going to be blown as we sit and talk some more about healthy and unhealthy faith. I'm here to build you up. I pray that your heart is full this week. We'll talk again next week. You don't need anybody's validation. You got your own.